All right, here we go. Today is the, technically the official uh, first day of the podcast. We're going to um, we're gonna go over the Wilder versus Ortiz 2 fight. Right now, this right here is just a picture of the, this right here is a picture of the Wilder versus Ortiz 1 fight. Tonight, Wilder is going up against Luis Ortiz. Luis Ortiz only has one loss. His only loss is to Deontay Wilder. <clears throat> Some people say he's the most feared man in the heavyweight division. No other heavyweight champion has given him a chance. Nobody in the top 10 uh, in the heavyweight division has given him a chance. Not Joshua, not Fury, not Brazil, nobody. We all know the politics of boxing. We all know the reason why these two guys are fighting tonight, because Fury signed with ESPN and he has to fight somebody else. So the Wilder versus Fury 2 fight will be next year. So he needed a stand-in. Obviously, we all got to see the upset of Ruiz versus Anthony Joshua. So that's the reason why we didn't get Wilder Joshua, which probably could have took place in between uh, technically, this fight, technically, this guy right here should be Joshua. We should have got Joshua, then we should have got Fury for the rematch or vice versa. But it looks like that we won't know anything until after two fights finish, until after this fight finishes and after the next fight finishes. Actually, uh, I got the pay-per-view up, so if uh, hopefully you guys got this pay-per-view. This isn't a live video, just a regular podcast. So by the time you guys watch this, we will already know the results of the fight. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but I got the other video going on right now. Who won? 114. Wow, they scored a draw. So this is one of the uh, pre-fights on tonight's pay-per-view card. But uh, yeah, so I was, I was watching this fight earlier today just to kind of give a recap of the first fight. Everybody's going into this fight a little... A little concerned because usually a champion after they beat somebody after they beat somebody that's really tough they don't want to go back we've seen it in movies and 90% of the time the guy who lost comes back and wins and we've seen it in real life it's very hard to beat a man that almost knocked you out twice so that gave you a lot of trouble the first time Unfortunately, Deontay Wilder has no choice. Who else is he going to fight? If he fights somebody without credibility, they're just going to knock him. They're just going to give him a, more of a hard time. He only has one of the belts. And fortunately, him and Ruiz are both without Heyman, so they kind of have all the belts under one promotional uh, company. So if they both win, then we will see a mega match. But outside of that, he really had no choice. That's just the politics of boxing. If he's gonna, if he sat too long, he would have he would have sat for going on nine, about eight or nine months up until he fights Fury. Then he'll get cold. So whenever it comes to negotiations, he'll be coming off of he'll be coming off of a long layoff, and then he won't be able to negotiate. He'll have to get his body back reacclimated to being um, a professional heavyweight fighter. And we all know that that's very super strong, super super strong to do, and uh, super hard to do, and stuff like that. So. Deontay Wilder fought Dominic Brazil, knocked him out in one round. That upped, that that elevated, that elevated him in the in the heavyweight boxing division. That that knockout really went crazy. 
everybody was looking at him. Now everybody's like, okay, we're, we're taking this guy serious. We're taking this guy serious. He went six or seven rounds or maybe even eight rounds. I forgot particularly how many rounds he went with Anthony Joshua. But Anthony Joshua didn't knock out Dominic Brazil in one round. We got to see that with Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder still has a pretty big gap in between his potential scheduled fight with uh, Tyson Fury. So while Tyson Fury is doing WrestleMania and making his name big here in America, Deontay Wilder, he's not doing anything else besides he did like a reality TV show with his wife. Outside of that, besides for going on a few ESPN shows, a few sports talk shows and stuff like that, how else can he get his name really big out there? The only way that he can do that is by fighting somebody who the country knows. And we know Luis Ortiz. And while, while Luis Ortiz... I mean, while Deontay Wilder was fighting Fury in Brazil, Luis Ortiz was racking up knockouts. I'm pretty I, since their last meeting, Luis Ortiz racked up two, three wins, two of them by knockout. So now he he kind of fought his way back into the into the game. So there's really no other opponent. You got the Polish kid out there who uh, who just stopped Chris Ariola. That would have been a good fight, especially in New York City. I don't think Wilder wants to go there yet. Um, because he's only big in New York City. He's not really big throughout the country. The country already has seen this last fight. So he's kind of going into this fight thinking, who can I fight that's going to pay me a lot of money and that the people will actually watch so that if I do destroy him even faster than I did before, then I can leverage that for my Tyson Fury fight and I can also leverage that for a potential Ruiz or Anthony Joshua fight. Everybody's looking down the line. Anthony Joshua's looking to, to leverage, as he did since they're fighting in Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia he's, he leveraged against Ruiz. Tyson Fury is leveraging against everybody because Tyson Fury's fighting tomato cans. Tyson Fury's fighting guys <laughs> like this microphone. Shout out to Blue Yeti. We're not sponsored, but I mean, we know we know the type of guys that Tyson Fury's fighting while he quote unquote waits. I mean, he's trying to build his name. He's using WrestleMania. He's doing everything, but he's not fighting anybody of caliber. We have not heard of his last two opponents. We have nobody here as as heard of those guys. The tomato cans. So, and the last guy really made him bleed and stuff like that. So. We already kind of know what's going to happen in the heavyweight division. Not, we don't know what's going to happen in the heavyweight division because we saw a fight like Ruiz versus Joshua. But let me just touch on Ruiz for a second. If you follow boxing, which is something that I do, unfortunately today, this show is agree to disagree. But disagree isn't here. He's out sick. So everybody risk Omar well because Omar's sick. Um, uh, I'm agree. That's disagree. Unfortunately, he's sick. He was just in Vegas, uh, for his job and he got sick out in Vegas. Um, he had to come home. He didn't get to stay for the fight, but everybody, I wish you well, man. Next time we will definitely be doing this together. Okay. So with that said, everybody knows everybody who follows boxing, especially amateur boxing and stuff like that. We all know that Andrew Ruiz is a hell of a fighter. Everybody knows Andrew Ruiz right now, hands down, has the best boxing skills and the best boxing pedigree in the heavyweight division. If you look at all the heavyweights, except for the Russian guy, there's one there's one Russian guy who knocked Wilder out in the Olympics. Him and Ruiz 
have the best boxing skills and best boxing background in the heavyweight division. Third would be Tyson Fury. The only reason why people put Tyson Fury as first is because everybody knows of Tyson Fury. But if you know boxing, you knew that Andy Ruiz going in there to fight Anthony Joshua was a legit fight. Most people looked at his body and stuff like that. But I have text messages to Omar. I have text messages to my partner, Omar, um, saying how... Andrew Ruiz should get a heavyweight shot because we've been watching him on YouTube and on Instagram and stuff like that. We've been watching him. So we knew going into that fight that it was a hell of a chance that this kid could win because the way that he, the way that he shoots his shots, everything that he shoots is, is perfect. Like traditional. He, he reminds me of, of the Tim Duncan, but in basketball, everybody knows Tim Duncan He's one of the greatest power forwards of all time, but his fundamentals in basketball make him such a great basketball player. This also applies to somebody like Andrew Ruiz. Tim Duncan wasn't the greatest physical specimen of all time, but his fundamentals is what made him such a good athlete and basketball player for such a long period of time. The same thing applies to Andrew Ruiz. His, his amateur record was amazing, especially for a kid his size. He's not the biggest guy, so he's fighting men way bigger than him. Even when he was sparring, with, he sparred with so many other heavyweights. He's only about six foot. His weight makes him a big man, but his, his height isn't that big. He's not that big-legged and, and, and stuff like that, especially compared to these 6'7", 6'9", 6'8", 200-plus heavyweight-pound fighters. These guys, and then the Klitschko, too, if you throw Klitschko in there as well, all these guys are way bigger than him, but his fundamentals are what made him the champion that he is today. And that's the reason why I think even in that fight, when we when we do our podcast on that fight after this one, I do believe Andrew Ruiz is going to win the rematch. But I will touch on this. We all, if you are paying attention to boxing, you're noticing that Anthony Joshua has lost a ton of weight. That, to me, lets me know that he's taking that fight very serious. That, to me, lets me know that Anthony Joshua is training his butt off just like Andrew Ruiz is. Andrew Ruiz lost weight because he wants to be faster and get his shots off. But we know that Anthony Joshua, we know that muscle, a, a, a muscle-bound dude versus a fat dude, especially if, if they're both fighters, chances are the fat guy's going to have a lot, a lot better wind. And we, we see that with somebody like Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier was uh, light, uh, light heavyweight and heavyweight champion and fat. But his wind, he was able to, he could wrestle for hours because of his wind. He didn't have all that muscle weighing down. So that's what was happening with Anthony Joshua. Everybody knew in past six, past six rounds, Anthony Joshua was going to be gassed out. But he had such power, he was able to get guys out of there. And he had pretty good fundamentals. He, he doesn't have it. He has more power than Tyson Fury, less power than Wilder, more uh, fundamentals than Wilder and Fury, but... Fury's boxing ability is better. Fury has a way better defense. Fury can move, dodge, everything. You're not going to see Anthony Joshua move and dodge like that. That's the reason why you saw, when you saw Anthony Joshua versus Klitschko and Fury versus Klitschko, there was a major difference. Anthony Joshua got put down. It wasn't even close for the Fury fight because of his defense. So that's the reason why... Um, that's the reason why Anthony Joshua is where he's at today because he kind of has... He's, he's about even across the board, but what was slowing him down was his conditioning. So we already know the story of him being dropped, um, him being dropped in sparring 
and that that sounds pretty familiar. What other fighter, what other major heavyweight fighter do you know that was dropped in sparring and then lost, and it became the biggest loss in boxing history? That's Mike Tyson versus Buster Douglas. And that's exactly what happened with Anthony Joshua and Andrew Ruiz. He was dropped in sparring. It was held under wraps. Okay, we still got to push through with this fight. We're going to pay this kid $7 million because... Jarrell Miller failed his drug test three times. He failed three tests. He got pushed away. Okay, we have to make this fight happen. Okay, let's pick another. Let's pick a chubby kid who we think that you can beat up on. Oh, this right here. Sorry, guys, but this right here is the Leo Santa Cruz fight. I got Leo Santa Cruz fighting. He's he's one of my favorite fighters. He just moved up to 130 pounds. Um, I think yeah, I think he just moved up to 130 pounds. So I think it's his first fight there. Uh, he's going to be in the mix for all the major Lomachenko's and. Uh, and, and Tank Davis, Javante Davis, and stuff like that. He's going to be in the mix for all these guys. Um, hopefully, we get to see him against a Gary Russell Jr. Uh, uh, he already fought Carl Frampton. He beat him the last time. So these are some of the um, some of the potential fights for Leo Santa Cruz, one of my favorite fighters. I actually had the uh, actually had the pleasure of seeing him live when he fought. Uh, I forgot who he fought, but he fought in the undercard of a Broner card, and I got to see him live in San Antonio. Well, we can. Get rid of this. I don't want to play anything YouTube back there. Uh, let's see if we can put this back up. Oh, let's see if we can watch this on TV. But, um, there we go. Let's see, because I don't want to, YouTube, don't, don't sue me, YouTube. Don't sue me, YouTube. All right, guys, <laughs> don't sue me, YouTube. They just put in the picture. I ain't playing the fight. Don't sue me, YouTube. I don't own this. PPC owns this. Don't don't sue me, YouTube. I don't want to be sued, okay? <laughs> Shout out to Al Heyman. So with that being said, um, let me just revert back to the Anthony Joshua versus Ruiz fight coming up in December. I think it's December 1st. Uh, with that said, or either December 3rd, I don't know, December 1st, December 3rd. Either way, the point of the matter is when I see a fighter who has that much muscle and he's able to lean out and become more efficient, that's, it's harder to lose muscle than it is to lose fat. So he must be really, really working to be able to lose 20 pounds of muscle and get efficient because what he's trying to do, he's trying to get more efficient. That's, that's what he's trying to do. He knows that in that fight, he wasn't knocked out per se. He was tired. It almost looked like when Conor McGregor lost to Floyd Mayweather, how he was just gassed out. Same thing with the same thing with the uh, Ruiz versus Joshua fight. Joshua was looking at it like I'm I'm not efficient enough. This kid, he still has all this energy in the seventh round, even after throwing bomb after bomb after bomb, even me dropping him and hitting him with everything that I got. This kid is not breathing hard. He's not tired. He's not anything. So Anthony, jo so when you get a fighter like Anthony Joshua, who's training his butt off and losing weight, losing muscle weight to get more efficient, to be lighter on his feet, just like Andrew Ruiz is, that's going to be probably the fight of the year. This fight may end in a knockout, but I can guarantee you that that fight's going to be the end of the year for however long it lasts. So that gets me back to, let me get back to my notes. That gets me back to the... Uh, Talking about training, 
So I talked about my training, talked about uh, the heavyweight division. This fight tonight, there's either fighter can win. The same amount of training that Anthony Joshua did and that Andrew Ruiz did, these two guys did. We know that Deontay Wilder weighed in around like 219. He'll probably eat a meal. He'll probably come in around like 223, 224. He's not sick this time, as he stated that he was sick last time. On top of that, just like Ruiz, I mean, just like Anthony Joshua, who was a loser and went and got a train, I mean, and went and trained and got more efficient, and he still has a few more weeks, we got to see Ortiz train. He got the same strength and conditioning coach as Sean Porter. We know that Sean Porter, even though he may lose fights, he's very efficient. He's able to keep a high volume for 12 rounds straight. Knockdown or not, he's coming 24-7. The whole fight, you have to keep him off of you. As much as you bang on him, you have to keep him off of you. And if he gets a chance to fight Pacquiao, I don't think they're going to give it to him. I'm pretty sure that Pacquiao is going to stay the hell away from a Sean Porter. But if I ever get to see Sean Porter fight Pacquiao, I'm picking Sean Porter. That's just my prediction. I just don't think that Pacquiao can keep Sean off him. I think that Pacquiao can drop him. I think that Pacquiao can hurt him. But I don't think that for 12 rounds, he can keep, he's big enough to keep Sean Porter off of him. I, don't, I, just, don't, I just don't see that. Especially, especially the Sean Porter I just saw fight, uh, fight Errol Spence. And the only reason why he probably lost that fight is because of the knockdown. I mean, please leave your comments below, but... Let me know if you feel that without the knockdown, did Sean Porter lose that fight? To me, it was very close. It was very, very, very close. And without, without that knockdown, I don't see him losing. So how are we doing our video, engineer? Pretty good? Okay. So, oh, Leo Santa Cruz. I'll let you guys know how this fight goes. Um, I got it playing right now. But um, with that said, I don't see that happening. But we get to see an efficient Deontay Wilder and a more efficient Lewis Ortiz. So what happens? That's the reason why this fight is so, is so serious. Like, you have to take it serious because this man is training to win. He's not, he's not doing like Kovalev did against, um, against Canelo. He's not doing that. Canelo, we all know, I'm not going to accuse the man of whatever, of throwing the fight, but one, there was a rehydration clause. So that right there was unfair to Kovalev. But on top of that, like, I watched the fight. It didn't seem like that he came to win. It just seemed like he came to get a check. He got the biggest check of his life. He just came to get a check. I don't see Ortiz doing that. Ortiz trained his butt off. Trained his butt off. He's in super good shape. We saw what Ortiz did in the first fight. That's the reason why my prediction for this fight is I'm leaning towards Deontay Wilder, but... If he doesn't correct any of his mistakes, if he didn't really work on his boxing, which is all that he needs, Deontay Wilder gets away with what he get. He gets away with with his style of fighting because not just because of his power and not just because of his size. It's because he he knows what he can do. In a situation, if he's not, the, he doesn't have any doubt because he has he has one thing that nobody else in the heavyweight division has, and that's the knockout punch. So every situation that he goes into, whatever fight that he has, 
at the very least, if he's getting outboxed, if he if he's getting his butt whooped, if he's losing to a southpaw, which we've sort of seen him do in a few other fights, he might have been losing a few rounds, and everybody's like, "What the heck is going on?" It looks like he's it looks like he's losing. With that being said, in the back of his mind, he's like, "Okay, uh, this hasn't happened." But say he's down six rounds. This kind of happened in the Tyson Fury fight. He was down some rounds, but he's so confident in himself and in his right and left hand, he knows. All I have to do is land one. So he uses the numbers ratio game. We have 12 rounds, 36 minutes. There's no way that I'm not going to hit you with something flush. And with the probability of his power and the ratio, there's such a high chance that if he hits you with something clean, because everybody gets hit clean, period. Every fighter, whenever they go into a ring with another opponent, they're going to get hit clean. Unless you just knock a guy out in two seconds. Outside of that, he relies on that. So that's that's his base. Coming into the heavyweight division, coming into professional boxing, that's his base. So whenever he goes into training camp, he just works on everything else outside of that. But he always knows that he has it, whereas other fighters like Tyson Fury knows he doesn't have that. So Tyson Fury has to train his defense. He has to train that wiggly, wobbly movement. He has to train his legs because if he doesn't, he knows he can't stop a guy. He knows he cannot stop any one of these major heavyweights. He knows he can't. He knows that he cannot rely on it. And that's the beauty of this division because we have three to four major heavyweights that all possess their own powers. It's literally like a comic book. They all possess their own individual powers. But just like whenever you watch like a movie like Marvel or, or um, whenever you watch one of the Marvel movies and they face each other, like whenever you see Iron Man versus Captain America, they really can't beat each other. In certain situations, they may have, you know, certain powers or whatever, but Iron Man may shoot his blaster, but then <laughs> Captain America will block it with his shield. Or Captain America will fight a, a, a god in Thor, but he can't beat him because he'll, he'll hit his shield and then it'll bounce off and stuff like that. So, or then you get the Hulk, and then, but you get the Hulk versus like Thor or vice versa. So these guys all have their own major superpowers and it really just comes down to how you train and how you walk into the ring and what injuries you do not have. Because every fighter that fights has an injury going into the ring, period, point blank, period. No fighter goes into the ring 100%. They may say that they're 100%, but they don't want to let anybody know that, you know, they may be having tendonitis in their knees. They may have a slipped and fell. We all know that uh, Wilder has fought plenty of times with third degree burns, elbow issues, hands issues. We all know this. So no fighter goes into the ring 100%, period. That's just facts out the gate. So with that said, my prediction will be wilder. But I would not be surprised if, and I'm sorry for yelling, I won't be surprised if Ortiz wins. I'm, it's, it's such a fine line with this fight. Because my question is, I call it the, and I'm coining this, I call this the Roy Jones Jr. effect. Shout out to Roy Jones Jr. If Roy Jones Jr. had retired after his heavyweight fight, he would have went down as the greatest fighter in, in history, period. Nobody would have ever been able to deny it. If Roy Jones Jr. had retired after his fight, after his heavyweight fight, he would have went down as the greatest fighter in heavyweight history. But what happened was he went back down to light heavyweight. He won his first fight against Tarver. And then after that, he lost the second fight and got knocked out and his career went and his career went down from there. The only thing that, the reason why I call Deontay Wilder having the Roy Jones Jr. effect is because Roy Jones Jr. never practiced his defense. Roy Jones Jr. was so magnificently talented 
when it came to boxing that he didn't have to practice defense. He didn't have to. He had great head movement, which got him out of the way of plenty of situations. But one thing that no man can fight is time. Father time is always going to win. So your ability to move and dodge and slip punches can only take you so far if you don't learn the fundamentals of, of, of defense. And with that being said, it's only a matter of time before a young lion continues to call you out and then knock you out. We get to see Deontay Wilder and his talent bring him to the pinnacle of the heavyweight division. But how long can that last? How long can he continue to win with fighting the way that he fights? If he doesn't start to work on his fundamentals, it's only a matter of time. We saw it happen with Ruiz and Joshua. This fight could also end in an upset. We'll see. I don't know. But that's it, guys. This call again, Omar, he will be here next time for the podcast for when we do it for the Anthony Joshua Ruiz fight. Again, this is agree to disagree. I'm agree. Disagree is gone. I don't know what the hell he's doing. So like he says he's sick, but all right, guys, I'm going to watch the rest of this fight. This straight at it. This is brought to you by straight at the content. Please like comment and subscribe and leave your comments below about the fight tonight or about the fight by the time you see this video. All right, guys. Peace.